thanks to all of you for joining and also for all of the support both by participating in this community, this uh, Sangha, and also for your help over time to support us in so many ways, uh, including financially. So help us if you can, continue to help us if you can. And thank you, and thank you, and thank you. So I usually just talk off the top of whatever's left here, uh, but uh, today I, I'm going to read some of this because there's some particular things that I want uh, in there that I, this is something I've written. Um, so I'd like to read this, the title of this uh, talk is, what is it? An illusion cannot be corrected? Yes. An illusion cannot be corrected or fixed. You can't fix an illusion. But if you think everything around you is real, you'll continue to try to find ways to get this to happen, to stop that from happening, and continue to torture yourself with the the illusion that you're deluded by. You're deluded into thinking that this is real and this is not real. This is not real, that's not real, and what these two coming together produced is not real. It is an illusion. Don't believe anything I'm saying. I'm not asking you to believe it. If you believe it, then you're in the same fix that the rest of the world is, operating out of what they think, what they believe, what their opinions, what their conclusions, the intel uh, in incredible intelligence of logic. I'll be fooled by that. The intelligent, the, the uh, intelligent conclusion of, of analysis. Don't be fooled by that. It is relatively real, of course, but this is, you are a, a spiritual being. Don't believe anything I say. You find out. You're not just a chunk of wood sitting by the roadside, nor are you a tree sprouting leaves. But you're not far away from that tree sprouting leaves. Maybe a few centimeters. So, okay, I'm going to read this. This is titled Without Mind Training. Awareness first. Without awareness, what is occurring in consciousness that we are deluded by. Uh, if we don't see that, we continue to spin. We will operate out of, an, uh, out of an unreal identity that is grasped, held in place by opinions, judgments, and evaluations of this and that at the kitchen table, in the wider culture, or in the world. This cannot be fixed. There are very sweet, wonderful, loving, kind generous people who are trying to fix this. Sometimes they're called politicians. Sometimes they're called social workers. Sometimes they're called any number of things, philanthropists or generous benefactors. And I'm not saying that the relative part they're working on isn't necessary because even though we're in an illusion, it still hurts. Even though we're in an illusion that we are deluded by and we believe we still have uh, relative happiness and relative suffering, tons of it. The very first words out of the Buddha's mouth, as far as we know, is life is suffering. Wasn't that kind of him to actually tell us that? Instead of saying, well, part of the time it suffers and the other time, no. Suffering always. If you think you're not suffering, you're deluding yourself with the illusion that is in front of you. You have nerve endings and there are nerve endings. You cannot track them all. You cannot see the ends of those. You cannot see what your eyes see. 
you see what your brain tells you your eyes see. If you saw what your eyes see, if you see what your eyes see, you will see yourself. You'll see, if you see an object there, it will just be a mirror. You'll see who you are. You can do this. We may have some really good ideas, even programs or plans about social justice, etc. Though if there's no basic understanding of non-duality, Advaita is the Sanskrit, we will continue to fight with our doppelgangers. You don't have to get rid of an illusion. Just see that it is not real, but you have to really see it. And it won't be a conclusion. If it's a conclusion, then we're right back to the circularity. We're accomplishing something and this is fuel for ego, for that part of the consciousness that is wrapped up into a black knot of me, like a fist. Don't be deluded by it. The illusion of otherness is intense. So the illusion that there are other beings or even selves mirror, mirror-like or otherwise, you just have to see that it is an illusion that you have been deluded by into fighting with or going to peace. Fighting with it or going to peace. Don't go any direction with it. Going to peace. Don't go to peace. Don't try to be peaceful. See the warfare. If you try to be peaceful, it comes. Uh, uh, the ego will use that as a cover-up to be a more peaceful person. This is ego trying to get a credential, trying to get some little bit of proof that we're making some progress. There is no progress. You think there's progress, then you're, you might as well be siding yourself with General Electric or General Motors or the mind, which is a general nuisance. If you see it, you won't fix it. You'll just see, you'll see through the illusion and you'll see your true nature. I can't guarantee that. I wouldn't be so, so, uh, um, I can't guarantee it. I wish I could. It might help, but I can't. You may not see anything. You may never realize your true nature in this lifetime. In this lifetime, because this is a relative thing that starts up, comes up, become a baby, you become a teenager, you become middle age, you become old, and finally you die. You don't have to be a Buddhist particularly, though that could help you. But without a fundamental understanding in the awareness, not just in thought processes that we are not multiple, they, that uh, we are, even that we are one is an illusion. We will continue to go in circles and try to make war and peace with something that is not even real. Each of us needs to see what is real. We need to see that we are being deluded by the illusion. Awareness first, you have to do it individually. You can't do it as a group. Although the group situation that we have in the, in the, the Buddhist uh, structure or community of Sangha, we do it with others, but you can't do it for someone. You have to see it. And you might have to look at a whole lot of crap before you do. But what happens in uh, in the mundane path without a spiritual path, then we start to find start, we try to find solutions for things. How can we fix this? How can we feel better? Uh, why are we feeling so bad? Pardon me. Why is my nose running? Does that mean I shouldn't be here? If my nose is running, that's a symptom, right? You can't fix it. So what, what can we do if 
what can we do about it? We can, you can do this yourself. You might not be able to get the, the neighborhood to do it. You might not be able to get the town you're in or the state or the country or this world, but you can do it yourself. Just do it. You're really not separate from anyone. This doesn't mean that if you become enlightened, uh, the whole world becomes enlightened. As a matter of fact, it does. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fiction, fact and fiction are not two separate things. And I am not a, a Republican. Don't go there with that disgusting array of fabrications. Is that a judgment? Yes, it is. You need to see it yourself. You don't have to join me. You don't need vows. You don't need to be a monk. Those things are to help you focus on this because it's so diff so easy to get distracted into all the otherness of the world. Do this. Use this toothpaste. Use this um, way of working with your arthritis or the way of working with your depression. Not that they aren't relatively helpful, but generally if they're helping one thing, they're covering up something else. It's the very nature of samsara or circularity. This also doesn't mean that you couldn't join organizations that seem to have a humanistic or a, a kind, gentle, loving, appreciative approach to other human beings. That's also valuable. But without underlayment, without the substratum, without the, the, the foundation of awareness, awareness first, then the thoughts, the ideas, the logic, the reason. Awareness first. And what is awareness first? You won't know what this is or who you are, and you will have a willingness to be nobody. No separate being anywhere. You can't, you can't really go out and stand on a, on a garbage can in the parking lot and preach this to anybody. You can't do that. There needs to be some kind of structure. What do we have? Uh, what I see here is 2,500 years of tradition of pointing at the truth by teachers down through the centuries. They see it. He, she, they looked at it. And some of them just kept living, didn't say anything about it. And others began to talk about it. Like I was saying to Unio as we were driving here today, what was it you were asking me about? Uh, and I yelled at you. <laughs> I said, I don't want to come in here either. I, I don't have some desire to come in here and be this, I'm the monk and I get to tell everybody what the truth is. That is a big misunderstanding. Do you remember? I don't remember. Which time? Which part? When we were talking about how you feel and what is a, what is a Dharma gate? How do you do this? You do this out of a vow. Everything will fall apart with the vow. The vow can't fall apart because it's not a structure. It's an intention. And it can live, the intention can live in the relative world and it can live in the, in the uh, our mundane world and also lives in the in the ultimate world, because it's not a polarity. It's just the intention. There's no other side of the intention other than just to not to intend. And that doesn't work very good. It has too many legs. But just intend. Intend to see the truth. You may need to formally receive vows. You may not. But end, don't settle for, for half-assed
commentary coming out of your mind stream that is supported by that part of the consciousness that is also an illusion that you're a separate being from everything else. You're also not one with everything. So don't bullshit yourself. Make no comment. Whatever shows up in the mind stream, make no comment. That takes a long time. This is what is called discipline, as far as I'm concerned. It won't feel very good. You won't feel disciplined. I'm ready for questions if you have them. San Ho. San Ho Bowen. Can you say more about make no comment? Yes, I can. Are you good? Are you good with that? Yes. Yes. Beyond bowing, how do you think we would be living our lives if we saw nothing to be fixed? Things might not change at all. Or they might. It would be dependent origination is too complicated to look for a product. If you're producing, then you're just part of the whole mess of right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, should be, shouldn't be. They need to be fixed. Those people always need to keep their mouth shut and constant comment on everything. More around that area. Don't stop there if you can. You knowing is everything produced a part of the mess? Yes. More? Don't you want any advice about how to raise your daughter? Beyond knowing, how should I raise my daughter? Respectfully. Don't meddle with her life. And also, don't ignore whatever she's doing. Don't ignore it. If you don't, if you if you just train your mind, train your mind. Then whatever happens with the so uh, with the apparent other, in this case, your daughter which is not separate from you, who is not separate from you, nor uh, she from you, uh, you will know if, there, if there's a time when you need to step in or not, if you're respectful of what is arising, which means you don't, you don't lay anything on it, you don't add judgments onto it, you don't add compliments or approval onto it, and you don't ignore it. And this way, that allows an aspect, you could say it this way, it's not actually this way, but it is a way of talking about it relatively, an aspect of awareness to come out of wisdom and let you know. It will let you know you, you'll be talking to her about something you, that you didn't even plan because you'll be present, which is not something you can be. We, ego cannot be present. It can just uh, uh, think to itself that it's present or living in the present moment. No way you can do that. More? You and Bowing, this might be a little specific, um, but should I make her wake up and go to drawing class? Or let her sleep Does she like to draw? Did no, she ask you? Did she ask you to wake her up? No. Mind your own business. Isn't she going to be sixteen this month? Next month? Yeah. Yeah. Mind your own business. That doesn't mean to ignore her, and it also doesn't mean be nosy. More about raising children. <laughs> yes. But didn't you have a son that you basically did that with? What did I do? When he came to live with you? I did. So what do you mean? I'm just curious how 
I'm, I'm just reflecting on what Bune just asked in regards to different kid, different a different person. Ruby's a lot different than Austin. Austin had just been through. I'm not going to go into the, the biography there, but all I I said one thing to him. I said, "You need to go to school every day. I'll call you in the morning or set the alarm, and I'll call you time time to get up. So I'll give you that much." You know what the rest of the story was? I said, if you don't get up, I'm going to bring a bucket of water up there and throw it on you. I never had to throw any water on you. So does that mean that, I, that I'm telling you, you should threaten people? No, uh, that's the only time I think I ever said, uh, gave him any kind of consequences. He already knew the other consequences. If he did not go to school, uh, he would not graduate. Is that what we were asking about? Well, you know, I was just reflecting on the situation. It was a situation. It was a, there wasn't any other way to do it other than just as definite and graphic and dependable. There was no threat. It was not being mean to him. I just said, that's what's going to happen. You just decide to come here and live with me. That's what this means. I don't know if he, uh, I don't know. never talked to him much about it. But he did, he did go to school and did uh, skip the entire 11th grade and went from 10th to 12th. Uh, but he did that. I didn't do it. Well. On another uh, topic or based on your talk, if there were, if, if, if we see through illusion, what, do, what would we see? If you see completely through the illusion, you just see yourself. But it still look like an illusion. You'll just know, I mean, it still look like a delusion, but you'll know that it's unreal. You won't be deluded by the illusion. Just like a movie is an illusion that you actually can enjoy or complain about. Uh, they should have done. They need to get another director. Or why did they have that? Why did, who cast that person in that role? That doesn't work. Or I think this is astonishing. It seems so real. I see my, I feel so much a part of this production of this movie or this play. I get really taken by it. More? So using that example uh, of viewing our own lives, when something arises that we don't like, and can we view it as just a movie and still make comments on it, but not take any action necessarily? You could. Why does it feel like we need to get rid of illusion? Because we believe it, because it's so intense. Yours is jealousy. It's so intense. And then what you do, or what many people do, is go in and try to continue to tell stories about that to reinforce the jealousy. Instead of just receive the feeling of jealousy, if you receive the feeling of jealousy, you won't know what it is. It will just hurt. But there will be no personhood there to, excuse me, jump out of it into blaming this or blaming that or blaming this. It's not that those things aren't happening relatively, but this, this whole world is dependently risen. You don't have any, there are no control levers or buttons anywhere, even though I can move my phone from here to there. That's very minimal, very little, just you're, you're part of the illusion and that your hands move. It's an illusion. There's no one here. There's no one there. See it, don't believe it. Don't go into some kind of belief where you just are going to look at it. It will always be obscure. It will always be unclear. Don't look for clarity. 
Clarity is about the confusion. Clarity is the confusion. This is an ancient teaching way before this old man showed up and began to look at this directly. It's been taught that delusion and awakening are not two separate things. Buddhas and sentient beings, not two separate things. Life and death, not two separate things. Find out yourself. I could say this. Others can say it down through the centuries. You have to see this. And the way you do this is to look at the illusion you're deluded by. Start out on the wall. And eventually that begins to migrate out into everything. The boundary between city meditation, shikantaza, and your everyday life, that collapses. And you won't, you won't be able to tell the difference between whether you're doing sitting meditation or, or listening to somebody complain about their broken automobile. Yes. If, if we see that this is unreal, does it become less believable? Not necessarily. You can see that uh, if you go and watch a, a movie that I often refer to, The Shining, based on a Stephen King uh, novel, a, a astonishingly realistic movie that is very difficult to watch without looking away because it gets so threatening sometimes. And yet you know it's a movie, so it can become more threatening. And, and part of the reason it becomes more threatening is that the, the illusion that is there is really powerful. And when that's really powerful, then it's very, very tempting to the separate self, the ego mind, the narcissistic mind, the self-centered mind, to use that as a support for its own uh, reality. I'm real too, it would be saying, because I'm the one who's experiencing this. Don't talk to yourself. Don't talk to your movie. Watch the movie, receive, 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 but don't comment on the movie. Because if you do, this goes right back into the same confusing um, flood or bad weather in the mind. No, make no comment. <clears throat> Even though you can. Even though you're relatively, it's relatively correct what you're talking about. That just reinforces the relativity, which is what? An illusion. I'm reinforcing it. That's how you know it's unreal. Don't just sit there, ask me a question. Yes, sir. Not you. No. Yo, Kabbaling, I have some questions from YouTube. How many? Uh, three. Okay. The same person. Uh, hmm. As who is it? A T H. Okay. Uh, or app. I'm not sure how to pronounce. That's all right. If at a fundamental level nothing happens twice, what's the practical value of doing a PhD research in psychology? Apparently, that's what app is doing, right? I mean, is that true? Apparently, but I don't know. I'd have to talk to you about it. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. If you're questioning it, that's not such a bad thing to do. But you don't have to come to a conclusion about it. Conclusions are extra. Questions are perfect. And then the second part of it is, uh, other than doing that for a living, the psychology research. Well, we have a incredible structure as uh, as uh, in the West. Can you tell where he's from? I can't. 
So it's, it's situational, environmental, all kinds of things would come into that. Uh, how old you are, just everything about your situation. You just look at that and see if that's something, if you're already doing that, probably should just continue. I'm not sure exactly what you're asking me other than some kind of pragmatic question. I'm not your dad. Yeah, Kabbalah answer he or she or they have a second question. Um, how not to ignore ignoring and is sleeping considered a kind of ignoring? A lot of questions there. What was the first one? How not to ignore ignoring? No, it's a lot. Meditation. Practice meditation the way I'm teaching it. Or if you have a teacher, then practice the way they're telling you. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement of the mind come and go and come and go with no, without comment. Train yourself. That's the mind training. Less is better. More of sitting still and less of commenting without particularly going to war. Just notice the way you have a comment on everything. You're right. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. It should be. It shouldn't be. They shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say this. I need to do this. I need to do that. Constant need to control. And the failure at controlling is also supported to ego. The success. Ego is very, very uh, amazing in its illusion. It makes it, it, it makes use of non-duality more than the wisdom mind does because the wisdom mind is tra trapped back in the corner out of what? Fear. But ego knows about this and that. That's why it can, if you're full of pride, that supports ego. If you're full of shame, there's a duality. Supports ego. Odd kind of situation, but it's true. So, ask or however you would say your name, just keep sitting, sit a lot, sit a lot, whether you're Buddhist or not, makes no difference to me, but sit down, hold still and watch the movement of the mind with the eyes open, watch that. So you can see the disturbance in the mind that is constantly a uh, smoke screen or blind or blinding or covering up or subduing or changing or attempting to manipulate. Just watch the manipulation. Don't fix it. Don't correct anything. Just observe. It will come apart of its own. Why? Because there is no one. But if you try to do anything, you reinforce the fixing person, the fixing personality. If you make a comment, you, re you reinforce that identity. And it's mistaken identity that is the pr primary issue here. The first one is the mistaken that there is a solid being here. There is not. If you see this, you won't care what happens to you. I'm not saying you won't, you're going to run into the dentist looking forward to being tortured. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're not as concerned about what happens because you see the fundamental nature of this is dependent on the This illusion is dependent on everything else for its apparent singularity. Don't buy it, don't sell it, don't ignore it. Is there one more? Uh, just the second part of that was is sleeping a kind of ignoring? Sure. And also waking up is a kind of ignoring. Those are not two. You can't find a polarity that one side is the true part and the other part is the false part. Yes, sir. You lost it. Was it just because of bad memory? Okay. Have a question, Andy? Um, Maybe Andy Belling. 
is cannot can trying or cannot fixing be a type of fixing? If you lecture yourself about it, it's a very just simple. Just you see the issue, and you're not going into some kind of logarithm about it. You just you just see it. You just just receive it. It's like a, it's like watching something happen that may not be uh, so good, but you also um, don't have any say so about that in, in, in such a direct fashion that you could really help it. But we tend to go there. It's like seeing a bird walk out on a limb and you start to get worried about the bird. You want to help the bird not fall off the limb or something. May not be a very good example, but that's what's showing up. So don't you don't have that much say so about anything but what you do have some say so about is you can receive it you have all these nerve endings you have eyes that receive you have nose that smells you have a mouth that tastes you have fingertips and you have a whole body that's feeling you have a mind that receives thoughts that's the that's the big receiver that we need to work on is what we're doing when we're practicing shikantaza we're practicing receiving with the consciousness rather than just uh, engaging in another thing that the consciousness is very good at and that's producing a bunch of thoughts but there's no producer there but if you start producing thoughts about this about this about this it creates the illusion of a thinker that's trying to fix things or support things or change the shape or color or resonance or frequency of that more Maybe similar to Andy's question, can shikantaza be a way of trying to fix our constant grasping? It's a way to observe the grasping, just to watch the pushing and pulling, just watch the, the, the charade of otherness, of the illusion of something is possible to control or fix or be in charge. It's just, it's just a way of watching that. So it could show up. Some forms of meditation are actually stylized to create a more calm mind. Uh, calm abiding. Shine, the Tibetan form, uh, starts out that way. It doesn't, eventually it, it goes into what is referred to as a lock tongue or panoramic awareness or vipassana, which is just, is basically just shikantaza. If I'm using meditation, if you're what? If I'm using meditation as a way no. to try to fix what looks like a constant grasping, I'm using it incorrectly or doing it wrong. Let me ask you a few questions. You just respond with the one word yes or no. Are you sitting still? Yes. Are your eyes open? Yes. Are you sitting in a fairly symmetrical posture? Yes. You sit. Uh, an hour or so every day. That's the first one I would say. Got to be more, at least that much. That's a, that's a minimum for anyone. Did I do that? No. That's why it took over 30 years of practicing before I began to get a little glimmer of what this was. But you can you can uh, increase that. Just just watch. Just observe. Observe. You're you're actually the mind is great at receiving all of your, your nerve endings. The, the sense of touch doesn't produce touch. It could by touching someone, but that's just more illusion about separation or duality. 
What was the final question that you were going to answer yes to? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there one, one other question that, that, that I was going to ask you? Seems like there was something hanging around the corner there in the shadows. Ah, uh, I forgot. Sit more. That's that's the main thing. <clears throat> and what I would what I respond overall, what I'm my response to that is uh, not really if you do enough of it because it, it just wears out because the very nature of that meditation instruction is just to receive. And it takes quite a long quite a long time before the production part of the mind is recognized as producing thoughts, producing thoughts, receiving thoughts, producing thoughts, receiving thoughts, producing thoughts, not to. It's going to look like it for a while because it, that that's kind of the final illusion is that there's a thinker and there are thoughts. It's amazing. I'm amazed. Aren't you? Okay. We're on the same plate or page. More? Say top. You have a question? No. Okay. Yes, sir. Shoto Valley, yes. with, with the image of practice being sharpening the blade, yes. are we dulling the blade off the cushion? <clears throat> I don't think so. I'm not, the uh, reason that I take a minute is I'm trying to understand what you're actually asking me there, but I don't, I don't think that would be a a particularly appropriate response to what you're asking me. More? Yeah, the Bowing, uh, question from YouTube from Tom Reeves. Tom Bowing, why does the mind seem so intent on disagreeing with itself? So the simple response, we could talk about this in different ways, and it would be different for different people in their own uh, uh, karmic dynamic, I guess you could say, how you actually got here, who raised you, and all the other considerations that are causes and conditions that uh, support the illusion. What was the question? Why does the mind seem so intent on disagreeing with itself? Fear. Fear and that fear, the power of the of the of the intelligence of the consciousness, especially when it is aligned with a with a physical form, with a, a, a organism, whether it's a human being or a, a, a or, or a goldfish, it's, it's still there's some quality there, consciousness that is arising and receiving what it is. It's receiving the fish, is receiving the water, it's receiving other fish. Human beings receiving other people, receiving air, receiving all everything here that is just part of consciousness. It's just a production of consciousness. But when when something when something that you're aligned with this human form, which also your thoughts, your ideas, uh, and your beliefs, when that's threatened in some way, fear rather than than seeing that nothing can be threatened. Who you are, your actual identity, can't be threatened because there isn't anything else. There isn't anything else but you. I'm not talking about the ego form that is sitting in the 
in your mind and concerned concerned about what other people think of you and why people don't agree with you. Fear. And so this is what happens looking at the wall. You eventually will probably run into that fear, especially if you've been sitting on it for 36 years. It will start to show up and that's your opportunity not to change and find a better meditation that makes you feel better. You can do that. People do that all the time. That's why some of the meditations start out very slow. Because to sit down and start practicing Shikantaza right away, you're, you're going to get uh, a, uh, a banana cream pie right in your face. It's going to be just like that. It's really good and it's really bad all at the same time. But that's that's the practice that I would highly recommend that you do with Shikantaza. Sit down, hold still, all the senses open. Whatever whatever shows up, receive it. No comment. And if you do comment, then just receive the comment. Turn everything into receiving. Any production, any irritation, receive that. In other words, be pissed off. Be upset. Be if you're depressed, be depressed. You, you might say, well, but if I really do that, if I don't do something, I might kill myself. You know what I would say to that? If someone says that, I've said it before. Don't threaten me. Don't threaten me with what you're going to do to your life, you big dummy. Don't do that. Think about that for a little while, 15 minutes anyway. Wulong, do you have a question? I have a question related to make no comment. So when I sit in Shikantaza, it quite often feels like just a bunch of crap is leaking out of the washing machine or something. But there isn't a lot of curiosity about what it is. Is that a form of ignorance? No. No, it's just the, the polarity is just starting to lose energy. And so it, it, it sometimes will look like it'll feel like boredom. Sometimes it'll feel like you've been sitting there for an hour and nothing happened. There's lots of ways that can show up, depending on the causes and conditions that are arising in your particular karma, right back to it, including how you were treated when you were four years old, any kind of events that happened to your life where you, were, where you were abused. Those kinds of things are going to have to come up and and get up on stage, introduce themselves and be uh, released from their polarity by just just acknowledging it, just see it, just feel it, smell it, taste it, touch it, hear it, and all the other things we do. Receive, receive, receive. Just receive this world in the form of your own thought patterns. Nothing is separate from anything else. Don't believe that, but receive it. The washing machine that's overflowing or is full of crap, just receive it and be grateful that you're even able to do such a thing. This is what's in the tradition, it's called a precious human birth. This is so unusual. Ducks cannot do this. I mean, maybe somebody could train a duck to do this, but it would be very difficult and time consuming. Diane Bowing, uh, sometimes I've heard you encourage us to ask, what is this? Yes. Which seems to have a little bit of a forward investigative yes. quality. It does. Is is that different than just receiving, which feels more passive in my understanding? Well, when you when you when you go to the cushion, you're you're kind of saying, "What is this?" You go and you sit down, take this posture, symmetrical. You sit there, and you the teacher has said, suggested, or 
told you to do this and you you sit down and you receive and you that you could just say what is this what is, what is consciousness what is uh, the wall what is the back of my hand what is this fundamentally let's get down to the fundamental nature of this that's what the spiritual path is about you know, spiritual beings having a a, a, a relative uh, um, a mundane experience that they believe in and, and that's that's the illusion uh, you're on the spiritual path you begin to see that you are you are wading through an illusion every day everything you see and do is unreal has no has no uh, status temporarily it has the one that we impute that we think there's a past and a future there's not there's just this okay and bowing if we approach the cushion with the intention to see what this is or to be with all things, is anything that happens in the sitting practice not shikantaza bowing? No, no. It's all it's all just the truth. It just may look like this or that or this or that. It'd be red or purple or green or blue, uh, but it's it's just a, a painted cloud. In the example of judging the I definitely relate to that. We're seeing like a play and saying, well, the costume design was all over the place or blah, blah, blah. When we notice that we're doing that, are we just seeing our own warfare bowing? Yes. And if you see that it's an illusion, then it doesn't have to go away. It can still be there, but also uh, you can't hook anything to it. You can't accomplish anything with an illusion, just like you can't fix an illusion. Uh, it might feel if you really believe in the illusion, then if you're deluded by it and you continually to try to find the off switch or the volume to turn it down or to decrease. And there are, because there are other parts of the illusion that will interact with that because it's more illusion. It's that's you drink illusion cough syrup. And it does fix the illusion that you have. So the, it's just not that these aren't presenting themselves, but the body itself is an illusion. This is an illusion. The backs of your hands, illusion. If you uh, some of the dream practices that are done, which we just did recently at our, at our monk retreat, is uh, one of the practices there is to in the dream to to think about uh, ahead. Uh, when I dream, I'm going to look at the back of my hands. If you if you look at your hands in a dream because they're dream hands or sometimes referred to as the astral form or astral body you see that it's unreal so you get a, a glimpse it might last 30 seconds it might last longer but you actually get a feeling that it's unreal but it's there and and you can move it it's like you're in an illusion and you can move around and the uh, the illusion is so uh, res um, um, receptive once the the physical form is set aside a little bit and we just have that body so it's an amazing uh, situation, but it will not do it for you. You can have astral projections or vivid dreams or lucid dreams all day long, and they're very interesting or entertaining or scary, but there's no way to really operate on it in that area, even though it's taught that way. There's all kinds of dream yoga, and so yeah, go ahead and do it that way if you want to. I would say just look at the wall. Go ahead, sir. Yes, that brought up for me something I've been thinking about. The, the five main senses seem realer because they're like in the body, but the mind or thoughts 
are aren't in a way and so i'm wondering if looking at the mind in shikantaza is like looking at dream hands in your sleep bowing I follow what you're asking about a little bit. I would say in, maybe in some cases you could, I don't know how helpful it would be to, to take, uh, I, don't, I don't know how big of a support that would be. I think the most important thing in Chikantaza is insofar as you can, whatever shows up, receive. Whatever shows up, observe. The intention, that the training is to observe, and then what shows up, then what you do about what you observe is to receive it. Because sometimes what you observe starts to get challenging or scary or irritating, and we want to stop it or add to it or analyze it or change its shape a little bit so it's a little bit more, a little easier to receive. Do nothing with it. Don't fiddle with anything in the mind stream. Hold the body still without being rigid and receive what shows up no matter what. No matter what. You can do it. You can do that. It's not easy. It's very difficult to do without the three jewels, without a teacher, without a, a teaching that is definite, like there, there are not two things anywhere. That's a teaching, non-dual, and without a community where people of all different backgrounds, all different karmic dispensations, however you want to characterize it, come together and work on this together. We talk about it. We share our ideas. Our, uh, we practice together. About We're about ready to go into Denkoe a very strong traditional uh, coming out of the Soto, Japanese Soto Zen tradition uh, in the 1st of October to the 8th. You're welcome to join. There's still time to do that, I, I believe. Is that true? Yes. And so um, you can join it online on Zoom. Uh, we ask for a few dollars here and there. And also, I think there's some scholarships for that or we'll just help you if you want to do that practice. But doing that as a community has a has a, a uh, a support that is it's hard to find it because so quite often the the sangha that we're relating to are challenging or difficult or disagreeable or maybe don't see things the way we do or whatever but something about doing it as community especially a community that that is uh, all looking at the same teaching with the same teacher and and trying to understand through the awareness practice that we all practice uh, of what this is what what the fundamental truth is so that then you realize it you don't get your realization from the teacher, although your realization and the teacher's realization are not separate in the Tibetan tradition. This is called the meaning of minds. You you just, you see that you're not separate from each other. You actually know this. You know it as, as a kind of knowledge that is called uh, uh, several ways. Uh, sanity is one of them. And then the fa more fancy word is yan or wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom just sees wisdom. It doesn't see the otherness. But it sees the illusion, it doesn't stop, it doesn't trip over things because, oh, it's an illusion. There's no, there's no lecturing to yourself about it. Is it that bad? You didn't get any sleep? <laughs> Don't yawn around me. I'll point it out. You're about to yawn? You have a question? Go ahead. Can there still be argument or fighting if there's no threat? There could be more. There could be more because sometimes we don't even know that it's a threat. We, we just think we're right. So then we're going to defend ourselves or argue. It's just logical. It's, it's obvious what you're doing. More about that? 
of violence. Are you saying that if we're arguing and fighting and there's no threat, that there is a threat that we're ignoring? Yeah, yeah, fear. You're covering up the fear with it, fighting. Anytime you disagree with anybody, unless it's about, you know, um, uh, something simple like, uh, I told you to get three cloves of bread and you only got two, you could say, oh, I forgot or I misunderstood you. Very simple. But I doubt you're going to cascade into a, a all-out fistfight over that. But there's that dynamic is very situational. Anytime you disagree with anybody about anything, there's there's some kind of a of a, a cover up going on. You Hong Baoing. Hong, go ahead. The other day when we talk about consciousness, we had we had a lots of um, definitions or ideas about that, and yeah. you mentioned uh, consciousness is on this path is more about return um the intention the aspiration i'm wondering also you mentioned that consciousness does not belong to anyone i'm wondering with just oneself with this form when we simply just return and have the same intention is that our way own way to relate to consciousness Bowing. Yes. It's not that there aren't other ways, but as far as the practice, to keep it very direct and simple, yes, sit down, hold still, and just observe what's moving in the mind stream or any of the sense fields, including the mind, and whatever shows up, no matter how, if there's a, a slight reaction to it, agreement or ignoring or boredom, just receive, receive everything. And if you find yourself spontaneously uh, generating thoughts around that or opinions, ideas, judgments, just receive those. As soon as you see the, the mind is producing something, then just receive it. More about that if you have it. Very, very good question. Do you have more about that? Yu Hong Baoying. I feel like, I think Kaiwin asked similar questions too. I feel like when we return, it's still there's something that we return to. It's still there's a, could be a goal or a concept we return to again and again bowing yes for a while it will look that way you know, the, the the early early uh, mind training forms quite often are, are returned to the breath so a breath isn't something you can have too many ideas or opinions about other than it seems to be slow or shallow or something but and that's a way that i practiced and taught for many many years i don't teach it anymore i think it's uh it's i don't think it's necessary generally speaking it might be specifically necessary, but if I if I am talking to someone and they're dealing with certain kinds of dynamics in their with their life, uh, I might recommend they start out by doing a breath awareness. Um, some teachers that they start everybody there. I start everyone on Chikantaza. Sit down, hold still, watch, observe, 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 and then if things change in such a way in, in a certain way or certain kinds of things, I can't really make a list, but it might. I might recommend that they do a little bit of breath awareness, but it won't be much. If you're listening right now, which is a few people listening, I'd say the very most important thing you can do, hold still and observe. Just observe. That, that's You're looking right at the main issue, which is belief that there's an observer. Belief that there's something to be observed. That's what you're looking at. And that's why I teach this way and I, and I don't teach Shinin Lakdang or Shamatha Vipassana or mindfulness or 
uh, Satipatthana or any of the other, and lots of them that I don't even remember or even know about. But Shikantaza just just precisely this. Sit down, hold still, this is it. Don't move and, and don't be rigid. So anything you experience, everything you experience, all of the qualities that are arising in your mind when you do that kind of a practice are, uh, are important. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to correct or fix. But this will get you, uh, over time, this will get you, it will wear the, the grasping at an illusory self and the grasping at an, an illusory other, it will start to wear that out just by not, not fiddling with it not pushing away the bad stuff or grasping the good stuff or not complimenting yourself on doing so well or criticizing yourself on doing so having so much difficulty though those difficulties may come up but they will just be received with great generosity and kindness to oneself and and to others without anyone who's being kind just to kindness it's a trunk Rinpoche used to call it environmental generosity environmental kindness is that uh, the the kindness he's referring to is our Buddha nature? Yes. Yeah. Buddha nature, awakened nature. Nothing sleeps anywhere. And also, can we use the vows? Uh, for, for me, it could be the intention to return to start with. Yes, yes. Um, yes, you might, you might be doing that for years. You might never stop doing that. You might become completely awake, you might become a living Tathagata and still be doing that. There's no, it's not a success story. That's relative truth. There are great successes in the world. Elon Musk, what a great success. Jaime Del Valle, you all know about him in the Bronx? No? I just invented that person. But you bought it. It's an illusion. They're all illusions. They're all illusions. They do not last. They might last 50 years or 50 minutes. Everything's going down. This is going down soon. This is going down probably a lot later. Everything, nothing, everything, nothing. Last. Yu Hongbaoying, I have one more question. I feel a little bit nervous to ask a question because Kaiwin asked a while ago and also is, uh, I don't know, it's appropriate, but I will try. He asked and he also mentioned after you responded to him that we're doing this not our not only to ourselves uh, could it be this t- lifetime or next life lifetime and also for others too and you mentioned that one of the things you you said that is just uh, uh we are well uh favored have this precious the human birth at the same time i was wondering whether somebody did for me maybe before before this lifetime for me to continue bowing i want to hear from you bowing i'm I'm not sure what the question is did someone help you or no i just i'm curious when when he asked a question about doing this work for ourselves this this lifetime and next lifetime maybe the beyond and for others at the same time and at the moment i was wondering whether this precious human birth and where I'm well uh, favored somebody did that for me maybe before I came over here with this with this human form exactly. so I'm under, yeah I'm just wondering whether I will continue 
yes. to do that or not. Bali. That's why that's why you hear me say over and over, it's the intention that's important. Not don't you don't have to succeed at anything. That's nuts. You don't have to succeed succeed. Don't do that. That's that's the craziness of samsara. You get wound up. And if you get wound up in that, there's people that are that are in, incredibly wound up in that that have a lot of karmic power. And so and they will they will use your desire for success and control you. You don't have to do that. Liberate yourself. Don't believe anyone. Don't disbelieve anyone. Don't ignore anyone. And you will know you won't be deluded by anything. The delusion will still pay a rising, uh, but you'll see that it's a delusion. It's like watching a movie that you know it's unreal, but you want to watch it because it's so interesting. What's going to happen next in that illusion? This is what this one's like. What's going to happen next in this illusion? Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but relatively it might. And so you, you're living in both worlds at the same time, the ultimate and the relative. And if you're, if you're clear on what this is, then you see that those are not two different things. Ultimate understanding transcends everything. There is no duality anywhere. Not between this and this, or between uh, relative truth and ultimate truth. The two truths are no longer, they're just the truth. And even that's extra, if you make a comment on it. Thank you, Bang. Thank you for the question. Yes, sir. Doesn't intention have an element of success in it? No, you, 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 you're successful in intending. So you, like, I, I just intend all the time. I'm, so, I'm one of the greatest intenders. Uh, yes, I'm the great intender. Yes. No. I mean, no. like, there's an aspect of intention that is about achieving something. It is. But then how can that thing not be the same? Do it anyway. If you, if you do it, it won't feel. It's not going to give you the, uh, it's not going to give you any traction in the relative world. It's it just, there's no traction there. And it won't give you traction in the ultimate world. You don't need traction in the ultimate, ultimate world. You're, you're already the Buddha. But with, with the attachment to the human form of the blood pumping and the food digesting and the, the feelings, coming and going that are all over the place in our world that make us part of this uh, illusion. They're very powerful. And so they, the, that's, but the intention is the, is the vow, the intention to be with all things, to save all beings. That's the vow that transcends karma. And this, this is not something I invented. It's something I, where did I hear that at? Where did I make that up? <laughs> I don't think I made it up. I think somebody said that and I thought, yeah, I, I think that's probably true. Because it's not tied into cause and effect, it's not tied into results. And what is not tied into results? That which is already the case. And what is already the case? You are the Buddha. You are the awakened one. It's not even one. It's not even awake. It's just this. But we have to start somewhere. If it sounds like I'm talking in circles, that's because that's the only way you're going to understand me. Anyway, so... Does the is that aspect of getting results or inside the intention drop out of it? Drop out. Did you hear that, Jen? 
you hear what he said? What do you think he meant by that? You know him pretty well. Jen Bowing, I have to repeat it to myself. Does the aspect of intention of getting results drop out of the intention? Yeah. Is it going to be more pure intention? I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty good, uh, yeah. You have a good memory. It's very good. Thank you. I'll respond to him now. You want to listen in? Okay. Yes. <laughs> really? That's, that would be, yes. Uh, uh, everything starts to come apart, come apart except the intention. You know, int intention is like, it's like light. It's just, it has a quality. Even light has a, is here. Uh, light is actually even more actual real light. It's more about cause and effect. Whereas this intention is, 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 has a nature of light, but goes way beyond physical light. Okay. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's really good when an attorney says, okay. <laughs> it means something. <laughs> okay. Is there a, is there a final question from, uh, I'll just go to Zoom. Is it Naveed? Um, at the beginning of the talk, you said that we are spiritual beings. Uh, what is a spiritual being? Bowing. Uh, good question. So it's just a way of talking about it. We're, we're beings, but our, our fundamental nature is, uh, is not, even though we're tied into our, our physical form and physical life <clears throat> as somebody going somewhere, failing at one thing, succeeding in other, others, having three children over here, and uh, and then having two divorces behind us or two jobs we've transitioned from i'm just going on we can tell all kinds of stories about this that we all would agree on it's a physical situation we're in but a little taste that we get of our spiritual nature is in a dream it is sometimes even our identity changes there we dream that we're someone else we dream that we're uh, go from one identity to another or we have a dream that is absolutely impossible to have and and real life, but we, we believe that we're there in that dream. So it has a reality that is not dependent on that kind of thing. And then it goes on from there. That's just a way, like it says, uh, the Tibetans say that the dream you have at night is a sample dream that shows you what a dream is. This is the real dream. This is the one we need to awaken from. We need to awaken from this one. So a spiritual being is one who has a beingness that is not separate from anything else and is open to any kind of manifestation. When I say open, it doesn't agree with it, doesn't disagree with it, and just experiences it, just just receives whatever that is. This is what happens in the dream. Ego mind is uh, is um, is still there because there still can be intense fear, uh, and intense uh, desire, and intense boredom. Even it's just talk. We're really talking about the more radical form of consciousness, the consciousness that is still showing up in someone who is. Uh, uh, who is say enlightened they're going to have dreams also more navid bowing um it seems that um when we it seems that a forgetfulness happens to consciousness when it transitions from the wakefulness to to the dream state and vice versa um what is that forgetfulness that happens to consciousness. Just bad. 
bad memory. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, uh, Naveed, Sharon, and Ivan said, very helpful question. What is a spiritual being? How did I do, Sharon and Ivan? Sharon, bowing. Uh, I don't know, just opened up something in my uh, being, perhaps thinking or concept or um, heart bowing. Spiritual, spiritual being, everything is available. You, you don't, you're not worried about ego. You see, it's unreal. So your ego gets to do whatever it wants. I sometimes refer to it as a clown on the roof. It's, it's just, it's there. It's intense. Has a big red nose, but it does not run your life anymore. That doesn't mean you ignore it and you push it away because it's unreal. If you push it away, you push an illusion away. It get, becomes more real. Don't, don't meddle with anything. Just receive. Yes, go ahead. Sharon, Sharon Bowing. Um, Ivan had a question or a comment. No, he's over there with a broken foot. Here, I'm going to bring them. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Another foot. You have a broken foot? Ivan Bowing. Check <laughs> a tree. Better than a broken heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, better than a broken heart. Good comparison. Did you have a question, Ivan? What about the memory, um, if there is one from one lifetime to the next? Why is that so severed? It's, it's just dependent origination that's operating. Some people actually can remember last, past lives. Uh, some people, uh, you know, are totally uh, shut off to that whole area. Even if you, if you, um, got it. Even if you, uh, um had some proof there or something which is unlikely but but it's it's just more illusion just a different level of the same thing okay i guess we can close thank you thank you hi this is chiazan the prior at sokokoji buddhist monastery Sokazan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org thank you